0: The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Disability Matters with your host, Joyce Bender. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on this show are solely those of the host, guest, and callers. Now the host of Disability Matters, here's Joyce Bender.
1: And welcome to the show, as you all know, this is stop the bullying month. I've told you before, recent study came out that high school students with disabilities are brutally bullied at such a high rate it was not known until this past year. So all month we've been having different champions on the show to talk about bullying and the implications of bullying. But today get ready Because I have one of my favorite people She is my hero and champion I so much look up to her Because in the midst of the worst thing that could happen to you She pays it forward She is an author, speaker, and civil rights leader She's appeared on various forms of media Including e-Investigates Brenda, hi, welcome to the show
2: Well, hello, Joyce, nice to be here
1: well, it's nice to have you again, uh, Brenda. You're sort of like our champion nationally for what you have done. And as I said, many people have gone through tragedies, but not everyone has given back the way you have and spread your love for so many young people and families across the country and hopefully internationally with the book that you wrote and are writing. But for those of you who do not know you, uh, we've been on the air now for eight years, but this audience has really taken off, um, and I thought you could tell them why you came involved in stopping bullying.
2: Well, it it kind of started for me back in 1998 when my son, Jared, was bullied and harassed and actually assaulted in school by a bully um, that was a couple years older than him and about 75 pounds heavier than him. And um, they called the assault a fight. And my son, Jared, was at that time 12 years old and uh, had never been in any kind of trouble and never been in a, you know, where he'd, he'd, you know, caused a fight. So uh, the school called it a fight and uh, kicked them both out of school, and I was just pretty upset about that, and I, I uh, contacted attorneys. Uh, well, I obviously took Jared to the doctor the chiropractor, uh, and chiropractor, and we work, tried to work with the school to do an investigation. Unfortunately, the school pretty much was incompetent, and they investigated my son, didn't even call the bully in. Um Jared became increasingly depressed uh, where he would, I, I guess, I don't know if, what, what they call that type of depression, but he'd kind of come and go. I thought it was post-traumatic stress disorder at the time, but he began to lose interest in the computer and jumping on the trampoline and all the fun things kids do during the summer. And we decided since the school didn't care about him, um, we decided to put him in a whole new school district. And that meant, you know, I had to drive quite a ways, but it, it was fine. And um, so we put him in the new school, and he came out of school that day, the first day of school, and said, Oh, Mom, this school's like 20 times better than McLaughlin." So he loved it there, and we relaxed. And that was our biggest mistake, because we found that depression doesn't go away on its own. It, it needs to be treated so, three weeks went by, and he seemed to be liking school, but he wasn't concentrating well. He wasn't doing any homework. And um, one night, you know, we had this conversation about him getting his homework done. He was that, and then he—I guess—he didn't sleep all night long. And uh, the next day, he wouldn't talk to me. Um, I knew something was up, something was wrong. But in my wildest dreams, I didn't know what Jared was thinking. So I'm calling my husband back and forth on the phone. I'm saying, oh, we need to get him into therapy. We need to get him some sort of help. This is not normal. He's not talking to me. And um, so I, I had to go to work, and I left Jared at home. He refused to go to school. And another, of course, big mistake. And Jared, after I left for work, Jared came into my office right here where I sit, and he called my husband up at work, and he said, Dad... Dad, I just called to say goodbye, and then he shot himself while I was on the phone with my husband.
1: Oh, my God. Every time, and, you know, I've heard this story, I've read this story, but every time I hear this story, it is just so tragic every time, so terrible every time. Again, how old was he at that time?
2: He had just celebrated his 13th birthday, and we'd had a rip-roaring birthday party, and with was like 35 boys. He was 13 and 6 days old when he took his life.
1: And you mentioned to me his birthday is this week?
2: His birthday was last Friday on the 23rd. The uh, sad anniversary of his uh, what I call bully side is Thursday, the 29th, this, this Thursday. And...
1: What would be his age?
2: Um, last Friday he would have been 26 years old. It was 13 years, um, and he was 13, so that's 26. Yeah, and so uh, it would be 13 years.
1: Yeah. Oh well, I'll tell you what, uh, Brenda. That's why I have you on this week because I know this is, is the week that this horrible thing occurred. Um, and I just want to say again, and for everyone listening to the show, you know, Brenda wrote this book, "Bully Side." She's been on TV. She speaks, ever, speaks, everywhere. Um, and whether you're on the radio, TV, local TV, uh, looking for someone for national TV or speaking, you won't get a better person than Brenda Hyde. Because guess what? She's been there. She knows what it's like, and she is out to help. Other young people, that is why I think it is so wonderful what you're doing. And Brenda, what is happening? I mean, I was telling, I'm 57 years old, and I was telling a group I spoke to the other day, I said, you know, when I was in high school, there was bullying. But not like this, you know, not to this extent, not, not this prevalent that now when I go to a high school and if I say to a whole group of 400 people, how many of you have been bullied, almost three-fourths of the hands go up. Or how many of you have seen bullying? They all go up. And yet it wasn't like that when I was in school. Uh, now it's like so prevalent that, as you well know, there are bullying programs everywhere, plus you read frequently about these uh, bully sides that occur. What, why do you think that is?
2: Well, there's probably several factors involved, but you you think 20 years ago, and, and things were a lot different as far as, for instance, the ability of teachers to discipline. Now teachers are afraid to do anything because of the lawsuits that people are throwing on people. That's why one of the things I recommend to lawmakers is to make it hard for schools to be sued based on this if they have had knowledge and tried to do something about it. So, you know, if a teacher is afraid to do anything about it, that's number one. And, and then, of course, you have raunchy media, uh, television shows that actually teach kids how to bully and how to treat each other. And then it even goes further with the Internet and cell phone usage and all the other ways a kid can go to school and now... Be bullied there, and then they go home, and it just never ends. And you can see why there are so many kids out there, just uh, they give up, they they just think there's no way out of this.
1: Plus, of course, the internet.
2: Oh, yeah, and I think there's a, a cultural trend that uh, uh, the many of I'm sorry to say it again, it's a lot of it's because of adults and their attitudes towards this. I mean, I still hear, I still. Still, hear people say, "Oh, well, this is just a part of growing up. You, you know, kids need to go through this in order to become stronger. And you know, boys will be boys. <laughs> all the excuses, all the lazy statements of people who just don't want to do anything about it. So they're they're just uh, making those type of statements. Statements. So, yeah, you know, it happens, and uh, you know, you're going to have to deal with it. I get so upset when I hear that type of stuff." okay if it was in the workplace would that be allowed no you know I'd get an attorney but if for some reason it's okay to happen in school well this has got to stop and it's the adults the the adults that need to change their attitudes first
1: and I have had people say that when I do all of this speaking on bullying I do have people say to me choice this is just part of growing up I mean, you have to go through this. And I say you have to go through assault.
2: Yeah. Yep. Yeah.
1: Well, I, you, Just know, you, and, and the, you know, a lot of these people, once they graduate, that have done terrible bullying, frequently end up committing some type of crime. Yeah. Well,
2: the FBI did a report a long time ago, back after uh, Columbine, that said that uh, over 75% of kids who are bullies that aren't uh, stopped from being bullies will end up in jail before they're 24. Wow. Um, and that's the reason why, one of the reasons why, I, when I go speak at schools, I have the teachers and the administrators do a pledge before I get, go to the school. Because, you know what, if the schools, if the teachers and the administrators aren't willing to take the lead, then you, you haven't got a chance. I can't go in there and talk to kids and expect them to change, it's got to start with the adults in the school. So they take the pledge and they post it, those people that sign it, and they post it so the kids know that they're serious.
1: Yeah. And serious, by the way, folks, means serious. It doesn't mean talking about it. That's right. Uh, Just as Brenda said, you know, and I'm going to tell you, you know, just as what happened to Jared, you could be, you know, you could avoid a person losing their life. Due to bullying, and we all know this is happening because we see it on the news all the time, and we hear people like Brenda and see her on e-investigates. We know this is happening. And that is happening frequently. So you know what? We gotta stop it. We've got to stop this bullying. And before we go to break, uh, Brenda, a question I'm asked frequently that I see here is, do you speak at conferences and if so, how do people reach you?
2: Yeah, I speak at conferences. Um, I speak with schools. I, I have a requirement that I talk to teachers and, and student leaders before I talk to the kids because I actually recruit them to help me with the program because, you know what, I, I want to come in there and make a difference and leave and never come back. I mean, that sounds horrible, but I never want to come back. I want the school to take over with their student leaders and make their own programs and initiate their own changes. And I, I feel perfectly fine. I, I never see anybody there again. Yeah, that's a horrible thing to say, but no, I, I want to make because it just...
1: you mean you'll be successful.
2: Yeah, that's right. I want to be successful, and the way to know I'm successful is, is if I never come back.
1: Right. <laughs> now, that is exactly right.
2: Now, well, listen, everyone,
1: new... stay tuned. We're going to be right back with Brenda. if you just joined us, our guest today is the wonderful, nationally known, Brenda High, author, spokesman, uh, TV, radio. You mentioned it. She's spreading the word across the country about bully side. Such a powerful, serious topic. We'll be right back with Brenda. This is Joyce Bender, America's Voice, Where Disability Matters at voiceamerica.com don't go away we'll be right back with brenda You know, we have, as our guest today, a wonderful person. She has inspired me. Um, And, Brenda, I didn't get to tell you this. You know, I am now the chair of the National Board of the American Association of People with Disabilities. We have Mark Perriella as our CEO who just came from the White House. We have people like Cheryl Sensenbrenner, whose husband is Congressman Sensenbrenner. And we have... um, Ted Kennedy Jr. and Congressman, really powerful people on the board. I'm so honored to be the head. But why I'm telling you yep. this is as the new chair, I had to choose two main things in my platform. And, of course, number one, no surprise, employment, since that's what I do, you know, for a living here at Bender. But number two is stopping bullying. Yep. good, thank you. And I can assure you, at one of these national events, I'll be calling you to come in and speak because you are one person that really inspired me uh, to continue on. Uh, and, you know, who would ever believe how big this has become. But uh, I just wanted to make sure you knew that because one of the things we do talk about is the power of cyberbullying. Um, and, you know, I know when I was in school, if you had a terrible bullying thing, you go home, there's mom and dad. Then here comes the weekend, you're home. Yeah. But now there's never this going home without the bully. So do you want to talk about what that has caused? Yes. Uh, well, first of all,
2: cyberbullying can be a whole lot of things. Um, it, what, uh, they're not so much chat rooms anymore. I mean, there are chat rooms, but kids aren't on the chat rooms as much as they're on Twitter, uh, Facebook, Facebook and YouTube, and anybody who goes to YouTube and then reads some of the comments, you just can't believe the crap that's going on in YouTube with the comments that are made, perfectly good videos and shows. I mean, I've even posted a, a, a couple of videos on there about Jared, and yet people still go down there and, and bully. It's just amazing. Anyway, there's web pages which are dedicated to just, harassing people or, you know, and they, they do it very sneakily so that they can't get sued or taken off, you know, and they have every excuse on the face of the earth. And then, of course, blogs, and, and, and then you've had the kids doing the cell phone, the cell phone pictures back and forth and the movies. I don't know. I've seen some shows where you can see, uh, news shows where people have got all their cell phones out and they're just taking pictures, you know, and then um, texting, and texting can be really bad because, you know, the kid, it's quiet, and, and the kid looks down and sees something nasty on their text message. And then there's this new one called cyber bashing where the kids are um, actually arranging a, a, a bullying situation, videotaping it and putting it on the Internet and asking people to give them points for how bad it was. It's just, it's really going way too far with the cyber bullying And the thing about it is this, if a kid puts on something, uh, sends a picture, for instance, of them maybe not dressed at all, Um, uh, let's say a girl sends something to her boyfriend, he sends it around, how do you get rid of that stuff? How do you take it back? There's just no way to take it back, so kids need to be warned. It's forever. If they put it on there, it's forever. I mean... Do they ever want to get a job, let's say, in the government where they have to have some sort of security listing? These kids need to be warned, and why aren't educators teaching them? Watch out what you do on the cell phone, you know. <laughs> well, don't post anything on Facebook. My, you know, my son's uh, in his third year of uh, law school, and before he's able to get his law, um, his license, or, or his, uh, I guess what do you call it, his, his lawyer's certificate or whatever, they are going to go through his Facebook and make sure there's nothing on there that would discredit him. So, hey, you know, it even goes that far.
1: Anyway. Yeah, I, I uh, you know, I know, actually, I'm going to talk more about that when we come back. But right now, we have a caller on the line. Uh, Jenny, are you on the line? Yes, I sure am, Joyce. How are you today? I'm good. And this is uh, Jenny Miller on the phone, who is also... Uh, working to help, and sadly, Brenda, I called you over a year ago about her and, and told you about what was going on with her son, mm-hmm. um, and Jenny, go ahead and tell her what happened.
3: Well, uh, my, my son was bullied uh, various times in his life. Uh, as a young boy, uh, because of his seizures, he was bullied, and... Uh, as a, an older boy, he was bullied after a suicide attempt. He had one of his friends. He told him uh, when he came back the proper way to slit his wrist the next time. And then, uh, again, in college, he had somebody that uh, was tormenting him and bullying him. So it just never seemed to stop for him. And uh, it wasn't because of his bullying, but uh, he did take his life uh May first of this year, oh, and uh, sorry. Jenny, we hear about bullying just all the time. I just did an event uh Sunday, and in in our middle school in my town, it, there was a young man that uh, the school called up this mom and and said, "Well, you need to come get him. He has welts over the all over the back of his head, and you need to come get him so he can go home and rest." And the mom said, uh, no, you need to call an ambulance and a police and, and let them take care of it medically. And the school was irate when the mom called 911 from home. But the, uh, the mom was a medical person, and uh, she wanted it documented, and she wanted her son properly t- taken care of. And the school said, well, it's going to cause a scene, and we have to close off part of the school." and we can't do that.
1: And and Brenda, I, Brenda, it is amazing mm-hmm. how I got connected with Jenny when I was the chair of the board for the past two years of the Epilepsy Foundation, um, and now I'm the past chair. But when I was speaking, I went to Connecticut to the local affiliate, and I told them about how young people with um, epilepsy are Brutally bullied, you know, have a seizure in school, and that's it. You know, people calling you everything you can imagine. And this woman in the in the room raised her hand and said, "I know she's telling the truth. My son, at that time, wasn't he? Wasn't that his first year of uh, surviving suicide, Jenny?" Uh,
3: it, it had been a couple of years.
1: I just it's remember you were celebrating that. it. And yep. Jenny says um, that when her son would have a, uh, have a seizure or before that these kids would hit him in the head and, come on, let's see what a seizure's like. Oh, and, my God. and then this ended up leading to, as you might guess, uh, Brenda, depression. Oh,
2: yeah.
1: Um, and, you know, then you know the consequences of depression. But when he tried to take his life mm-hmm. and came out and this kid said to him, Come and see me, and I'll show you how to do it right the next time. I mean, I don't know what's happening with, with these young people, but Jenny became a friend of mine, as did her son, Sam. Mm-hmm. For a long time, I couldn't even talk about this. I say a long time. It was May 1st that he took his life. But I couldn't even talk about it because Sam, he became just, I loved him. He became close to me. And, you know, when this happened, I mean, I I just couldn't believe that it happened. Um, And so now Jenny tries to help people and tries to speak, you know, about this to different people. Um, But even right now, where she lives, there's a young girl that is, you know, bullied all the time. But, uh, Brenda, did you want to say anything to Jenny? Jenny?
2: Oh, I'm very sorry, and, and I, w- I will say this. I really do believe that it, that your son was a bully side, even though maybe the circumstances at the moment or at the time in his life were not, he was not maybe getting bullied at that moment. That was, what he, happened to him was a result of being bullied, and so that's why I call it a bully side. I'm, I'm sorry it
1: happened, Jenny. Thank you very much. Because, Jenny, as uh, Brenda will tell you, Bullying or people not accepting you or make, making fun of you. That's the part that leads to depression. And then w- young people with depression, I mean, that's one of the number one causes of suicide. Am I right, Brenda?
2: Yeah, you know, and I actually have friends online. I call them survivors. And, mm-hmm. uh, they, they, uh, I know many of them fight suicide every day because yes. they, they were bullied when they were kids and they've just never been able to get through it.
1: Yes. You know? uh Jenny when you were talking about the thing with the schools uh yes. Brenda do you have any advice for her in that in that area uh yeah you know i mean you had an iep for um
2: for your son right and anybody well, we any, we actually
3: homeschooled him oh okay uh but it was uh in the church
2: oh my in heaven. different churches that uh he he was being bullied oh that's See, there's no excuse for that because you know it's. Per, you know, I would imagine every religion. I know Christian for sure. You know, do unto others. Um, you know, love one another. There is no excuse for a pastor or a minister to allow any kind of bullying at school. It's just unacceptable. Well, so our, uh, our pastors were working,
3: trying to help us, mm-hmm. and uh, we we tried educating the the people and the families and. Uh, Mm-hmm. A, a couple of the kids did finally learn and, uh, some didn't. Yeah. And we actually went on to a different church. We'd been there for 18 years. Yeah. And, uh, but some of the people just, it,
2: they just wouldn't change. Yeah. I just say parents need to be as diligent as they can. And you know what? You did everything you could, Jenny. You did everything you could. And that's all that can be done, really. Yeah. yeah.
3: So but that, that's why we're involved in uh, trying to educate people around us, and uh, sometimes it's even the educators in the school. We had a bully side in a couple of towns away from us, and the school system tried to deny it. The police tried to deny it. The boy had posted all over Facebook, Mm -hmm. and um, the students are now standing up and making a stand in in that school system. And the principal himself is saying, well, we were waiting for the students to do something. Yep. Oh. Yep. And I'm just appalled that, you know, they, they have a bully side. They, they have a bullying uh, protocol in the school, but they're saying, well, they, they want the students to do something.
2: Yeah. Well, um, unfortunately, the kids can get involved and they can do a lot of things, but if they don't have the adults behind them, it's just exactly. not going to work. It's not going to work long term it may work exactly. for uh, as long as you have those leaders in the school but they move on you know
3: yeah so wow. we're we're developing a curriculum and uh, we're we're trying very much to get into this area uh, we've had we've lost five young people oh my right in in our 5 school area um, wow. for for very for some have been suicide some have been drinking related mm-hmm. some have been through bullying um, but we're trying right now to knock on the doors of the schools and say things need to be done, things need to be changed, eyes need to be opened, because yeah. um, they're not even doing anything for the kids that have been left behind asking all these questions. Yeah. And uh, they're not doing counseling for these kids or anything else, and uh, they need to. And for the, the school that it's a little further south of us for this, um, I want to get involved with these amazing young people that are taking it upon themselves saying fine if, this, if the adults aren't going to do anything we're going to stand up and do something and uh, i just applaud them that uh, they're at least starting and they're standing up that's great and uh, that's we need more of them yep that's right
1: well jenny i really appreciate you you calling in but i just want to say i think you are awesome and you know we are honoring your son sam with the Sam Miller Award, uh, Brenda, we have a Bender Lead On page that I had the honor of using the phrase from the great late Justin Dart, who was a national disability leader, and his wonderful wife, Yoshiko, allowed us to use that phrase. So it is called the Bender Lead On page. It's on Facebook. And... It's not only to build leadership, it's to stop bullying. So if some young person goes on there and says, help me, I'm being terribly bullied, this is what's happening, all of a sudden all these young people that they never met come out from everywhere saying, hey, I'm here for you. Hey, girl, I'll help you. Hey, here's my phone number. So it's sort of like, oh, my God, I never knew I'd have all these friends and it is empowering. And now that I think about this, Brenda, I'll have to put information about you on that page. Oh,
3: thank you. <laughs> That'd be great.
1: Well, Jenny, thank you for calling, and keep up the great work you're doing.
3: Thank you, Joyce. Thank you, Brenda. Thank I keep up the, the great work, both of you. Thank you. Jenny. Thank you so
1: much. Um, I got to tell you, isn't it amazing what people do, Brenda?
2: Yeah, it, it's good. You know, and I, a lot of times people go, oh, my gosh, how did you, how could you do that? But, you know, you can either be bitter and kind of sit, you know, curl up in your bed and do nothing all day, or you can decide, I'm just going to go out and make a change somehow, you know, and just take those baby steps at first. And and then um, I've just kind of, you know, I've kind of gone the natural route, I think, you know, for um, dealing with the bullying issue.
1: Well, you know, one of our, um, our producer, our engineer at Voice America, uh, told me that when he was in high school that he was trying to defend a boy with a disability who was being bullied on campus. And at first what was happening is they were going to arrest him for defending the boy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but later, of course, charges were dropped. But, um, you know, what's wrong with this world? I don't know. Yeah, you know, I don't I... know. And by the way, kudos out to Brad. He is so awesome uh, for doing that. But I don't know, Brenda. Uh, I'm just glad there are people like you
2: and Jenny. One thing I, you know, I could probably teach the future Brads out there about uh, that situation is when, when uh, there's a bullying situation, try and make it look like you're not the aggressor and. And, for instance, if you see a child being bullied, just go in and take that kid out of there, you know, move him away. If you have to lie and say, hey, the principal's coming, and grab the kid and get out of there, or uh, I just some, somebody just called 911 on their cell phone and grab him and get out of there, I don't care, get him out of there. Get him out of the bullying situation. And if you're yourself being bullied or you, your child is being bullied, teach them how to take uh, the stance. I call it the stance where you have your hands behind you you're, um, you're stepping back and you teach your kid how to yell, get out of here, leave me alone, I'm sick and tired of this. I'm sick and tired of this. You know, just some sort of, you know, loud voice to let everybody know that you're being harassed. And if, if you're stepping back and your hands are behind your, head, your back, your child won't be accused of being the bully because it's like a car accident. Nobody really sees the car accident. They hear it and turn their head and you don't really quite know what really happened because you just heard the noise. And so if your child looks like they're aggressive and their hands are out, there's a a bunch of noises going on, and their hands are out, who's going to get kicked out of school,
1: you know? Right. So. I know. That happened to uh, another young student that I know. Um, And, and, I mean, that is the way it will go. And, unfortunately, a lot of times the bullies know how to handle this.
2: Yeah, well, the thing is, after a while, the bullies get uh, wise that they can't—they either can't uh, go around them when there's people there because they've been, you know, outed, or they're going to pick on the kid when they're in a place by themselves. And so that's why it's important for when the teachers see something like this, that's their job now. They need to deal with that bully and find out what's going on in his life or her life where they feel like they have any right to hurt somebody else or to harass them, and and you gotta help the bullies in order to help the victims. And and in fact, it's, it's like um, years ago they used to blame the the victim of rape. I'm sure you remember that, to say, oh well, somehow you deserve this because you were wearing a short skirt or you were, you know, in a you know with the wrong crowd or something. And, and they're still doing that. They're blaming the victim somehow because of who they are, or what they look like, or or disability, um, or gay, or straight, or pretty, or not so pretty. And they need to turn it around and say, "Okay, there's nothing wrong with the victim." Okay, there's nothing wrong. What's going on in the mind of this bully? What's wrong with the bully? They need to start doing that and looking at them and helping them because. As long as you have bullies, you'll have victims. But if you can solve the bullies problem and stop them from bullying, you won't have the victims.
1: I I agree with you. And, you know, when we were saying, what's wrong with these kids, Mm -hmm. how can we stop it, you probably saw on the news, I'm sure most people listening to the show, saw the recent uh, suicide committed in Buffalo this month uh, with 14-year-old Jamie Rodemeyer, who was found dead at his home September 18th uh, by his parents and this was a result of non-stop bullying um, about him being gay. Uh, so again, he's another result of bully side. But here's what's even more tragic. Tuesday uh, their daughter, the daughter of this, or sister of, of Jamie and daughter of these parents experienced further taunts at a school function Immediately after Jamie's wake, uh, at a homecoming dance she attended, shortly after her brother's death, there was a very poignant moment where they played a song by Lady Gaga, Jamie's favorite artist, who recently, at one of her concerts, dedicated the concert to him because she saw on YouTube how he liked her, and of course she heard all this on the Today Show, but anyway, right in the middle of that, first these kids started, you know, uh, saying, Oh, great, great, you know, Jamie was so wonderful. But then all of a sudden, these, the same bullies that caused this thing to happen started yelling, Um, you're better off dead. We're glad you're dead. And of course, the sister went home crying, upset, and her father said, You know, I can't grasp this. I don't know why anyone would do this um, at a time like this. And so tell me, Brenda, why would they? You know,
2: you've got to wonder about their upbringing. That's all. You know, I,
1: I have no clue
2: why somebody would be so evil and wicked as to do something like that, except that there's something wrong with them mentally. You know, they, they say some people have disabilities of all kinds, but these people have a disability from the neck up. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's it's a different type of disability, and uh, there is evil out there, and these kids are not being taught properly by their parents about what is right and what is wrong. So I, you know, I I can't explain why somebody would be so evil. I just can't.
1: And you know, parents listening to the show today do not, under any circumstance, allow. Your child, even to taunt someone to do anything, because if you don't take a stand, a, a serious stand, I mean you're grounded, I mean give me that cell phone, I mean you will never do that again. If you don't do that, you will have children like this, these kids that caused this girl to become so upset. Um, imagine, her brother just died and then these same bullies are yelling, we're glad he's dead. Something has happened terrible, yeah. just as Brenda said. Something has happened terrible. You know, it, it, like that's evil. I agree with you. Mm-hmm. That is evil. That is the wrong upbringing, you know, the wrong everything when someone would do that. Mm-hmm.
2: I think it's a lack of parents making their kids take responsibility for their actions from a very young age. You know, maybe Maybe letting the kids out of something they did that was wrong, that they knew was wrong. I mean, when my kids were young, my oldest daughter, she was caught. Uh, I caught her some stuff in her drawer and found out that she'd been shoplifting. And so, and she was like seven years old, you know. And so, what I did is I called up the the, the store that she took stuff from, mostly candy, and I talked to the manager and I said, I'm going to bring my daughter in and I want you to give her the dog on fifth degree. I want you to make her feel, you know, like she should never, ever, ever think of doing something like this again. And, you know, I don't care. You could threaten her with the police whatever. And he said he'd do it. So I brought her in. She sat in that office. You know, I stood outside the door, and he had this nice little talk with her. He was nice to her, but he said, what you did, you, you know, you continue this, and we're going to call the police, and, you know, you're going to have to have a wrecker. I mean, he, he laid it on her, you know. And you know what? That girl is as honest as a tea, I now. And that's because I took responsibility for teaching her responsibility. And this is what's happening with our kids today. Parents aren't letting the kids take the consequences of their actions. They need to know what is right and what's wrong, and the parents don't need to be afraid. They need to tell them. You know, they don't have to get abusive, obviously, but they need to sit down and say, do you realize what you did was wrong? And do you realize you need to apologize? You know, I think if we could just change parents enough to help them understand that it's not okay to let your kids out of something yeah i mean
1: what you did was the right thing to do Mm -hmm. and you know i want to skip ahead i want to skip ahead for a minute because this is so important uh brenda if someone's listening to the show today and they want to make a donation to the work you're doing uh because obviously we want you to do more of it how could they do that Well, they can go to
2: bullypolice.org, and they can scroll down the page, and there's a little area that says donate to bullypolice.org. And, you know, we're more than happy to take um, any kind of help. We're not normally a fundraising organization, but it does help to pay for costs and travel costs. And and, uh, ultimately, we we do expect to do some fundraising through Power of One Foundation. And we want to be able to help parents who may need some legal help. That's kind of one of our goals. But right now we don't have any of that type of um, funding. But anyway, uh, and you can, they can find me for the speaking, um, any speaking
1: opportunities
2: at brendahigh.com. So.
1: Well, you know what? Anyone listening to the show, here's what I have to say about that. Look what she's doing. She's saving lives. So I would think that would be a good thing to donate to. And once again, what's that site? Uh, it's
2: bullypolice.org, and that's the uh, website that has all the laws on them. We now have 57 states that our organization, uh, our people, and volunteers have helped get passed. We still have three states to go, but uh, I think
1: we're going to get them this next year. So. That's good. Now, I do have to ask you a question about the book you read. You wrote the book, Bully Side, which, oh, I've never been the same since I read that, and Stop the Bullying. Um, I want you to talk about the book in a minute, but first, how do our listeners purchase that book?
2: They can go to any
1: of the websites. They
2: can go to the Bully Police website. They'll see stuff all over the page at the bottom on how to or, uh, order any of the books. And, and Bully Side in America... Mom Speak Out About the Bullying Suicide Connection is the book that is already written. And um, then I'm working on the next book, uh, Bullying Side in America, Speaking Out. And that's actually going to have all kinds of um, experts, also stories, again, a lot of Q&A, uh, questions and answers from the experts, and uh, information on state laws. So that ought to be an extensively big book, actually. And then the uh, Stop the Bullying is an e-book, and you can only get it by e-book. It's a parent's ebook. It's very cheap. It's like four ninety five, and it just basically has information on what parents can do to stop the bullying, and it has a, a section in there for kids to read about how they can help, you
1: know, handle
2: the bullying. But I think it's a very informative little e-book.
1: Uh, well, that's great. And as I said, the book she's talking about uh, – How many families are there in that book? How many mothers?
2: There are seven of us total. Um, I found several other moms, um, six other moms, and we all wrote our stories, and I put it all together and edited everything out. Uh, Some of the stories were pretty long, and uh, we edited them down and um, got some a couple of guest uh, writers to help us with a couple of other subjects. And we think we covered the book, covered the topic of bullying, the connection between bullying and suicide very well, but now we want to make it even more you know, more so that, that a lawyer could have it on his shelf and argue a case. That's what the whole idea of the next book will be.
1: Oh, that would be fantastic. And I just want to repeat, this book she's talking about, Bully Side, Mothers Speak Out, uh, I mean, it's the story of their child and what happened to their child and why they committed bully side. and when you read it, it is just so riveting you almost can't believe it when you're reading it because it's so terrible you know people telling people through cyberspace uh... you're ugly i wish you would die and all mm-hmm. kinds of things and by the way i've seen that right with one of my young bender leaders showing me on form springs where it said i wish you would kill yourself i wish you would die mm-hmm. Yeah, Here you know, nonstop and see what it does. Yeah, I think,
2: I, I really do think it's time to do a federal law on cyberbullying. I'm not one, I'm not a big uh, fan of doing it on bullying, on school bullying. I think that's a state's rights uh, issue, and, and keep it local. But I do believe when you're bullying, people are being bullied from one place, one country, uh, or one state to another state. That's That's something the federal government should handle. So I'm yeah, they, yeah, sure i yeah, I mean, it
1: is, it's communication, yeah. you know, federal communication. Yep, that's so right. if it is, why are they allowed to do that? Yeah. I mean, really, it's, it's der- telling someone to kill themselves non-stop and then seeing them do this. Uh, just what you said. Yeah. These people turn 18 and they do this, you know, or do this in the workplace. It's and all it, over. It's really sad
2: that they, that people that can, can do that and tell people to do so, such horrible things get away with it under the first amendment well i don't think the first amendment was ever written for that purpose say the truth i think it's time for our federal lawmakers our congressmen and senators to do something about the cyberbullying that's happening and they're the only ones that can do it it really can't be a state's issue except when it happens within the school itself
1: so. yeah there's a young girl actually that i know of where they to t- put these horrible horrible photographs on Facebook, said it was her, and I mean, this young woman, I don't even know how she still, you know, she had to leave school. So many of these people end up leaving school to be homeschooled, mm-hmm. and, and, um, once again, how are you allowed to do that? I mean, I, I agree with you, Brenda. I do. I agree with you about that. Um, so hopefully we can all get together to make that happen. But, uh, Brenda, I wanted to ask you, you know, over the past years, I, I don't even know what else you could do that is greater than what you've done, but, you know, what do you consider your greatest accomplishment? <laughs> well, I,
2: I think maybe some people will laugh, but 36 months of pregnancy was probably my greatest accomplishment.
1: Boy, that's for sure.
2: <laughs> I think always being a mom is, is something I'm most proud of, and uh, and, and I think when... Well, I know that when we lost one of our four children, it just felt like a, 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 the one re, one of the four responsibilities that we enjoyed and loved the most was taken from us, and and a, losing a, a whole generation of grandkids and oh my heavens, you know, being a mom is is kind of the light of my life.
1: Well, having you is as a friend, is the light of my life because of everything you are doing. I mean, I just think it's fantastic. I really do. And, you know, once again, you can purchase these books. You can make a donation by going to uh, Brenda's website, which leads me to this question. If people do want you to speak at a national conference, um, how do they reach you?
2: Well, I have the, bully police, the org website, the bullyside.org website, uh, which talks mostly about the book. Then there's my healing website, jaredstory.com. That's J-A-R-E-D-S-T-O-R-Y.com. That's my healing website. But everywhere all over the place it has information on how to get a hold of me. You can Google me, Brenda High, I'm right there, you know. And um, I think if they want to get a hold of me to speak, brendahigh.com would probably be the best, be the best page.
1: Brendahigh.com. That's brendahigh.com if you are trying to reach Brenda. And, uh, and, and uh, by the way, I think she would be a tremendous speaker. Great idea, you know, to have her on board. Before we close, Brenda, what was it like being on that e-investigates?
2: Wow, it was really kind of fun, you know. And I was on also on Judge Alex, and you can see that video on most of those websites. There's a little link to Judge Judge Alex. He did a special on bullying. And um, so I, I, was, I kind of snuck it on there. I don't know if they – I guess it's easier to get, you know, it's easier to just take it off if they tell me to, but I put it on there. Anyway, um, it was a fun experience because, um, you know, the cameras and the crew and the people were so – good, but it was also a very stressful few hours, you know, where they're, you know, going through the questions and meticulously uh, went through the questions, and, and it was a great experience. I'm, I'm hoping that people will watch those and go, oh, my heavens, now I've learned something about what t- I can do to prevent this sort of thing from happening to my, my child. So.
1: Yeah, and is that also on your website, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It- you could see that video. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, and I did see it, and I know what you mean because, boy, it went into every detail um, about Jared and Jared growing up and then what happened to him. But it is so powerful, and, uh, Brenda, I thought you did a great job. Thanks. Yeah, I'd like to see you on more TV shows because the more people that hear your story, the more people I believe we can help save Because, you know, if, we we all need a, we all need a spokesperson. We need someone out there speaking for those that, you know, as I said, children with disabilities, unbelievable how they're bullied. I have one young woman that has been on my radio show several times who is blind, that every day at school calling her blind Barbie freak. I have a young man who every day they would tell him how weird he looked and how ugly he was. Of course, this is a person using crutches to walk. Um, I mean, I could go on forever, but I'm telling you, it's terrible what's happening, and that's why we need to stop this. We need to stop this bullying, and the only way we can is if everyone speaks up the way Brenda High has. So, Brenda, I want to thank you so much for being on the show today. I always am so inspired when you were on the show Thank um, but I, I wanted to ask you do you have a message you would like to leave with our listeners
2: yeah you know we do the best we can as parents that's all we can do if you can guide your child to find that one passion in their life that gets them up in the morning if you can if they want to for instance want to be a cartoonist encourage that you know if they want to be into sports encourage that find the one passion, that will keep them alive and growing, and I think you'll have much more success in keeping the thought of suicide out of their minds. But if they are being bullied, your number one job is to make sure they're not bullied. So as a parent, get into that school, get into their face politely, let them know that you want this to be a win-win situation. Your son or daughter should not be bullied, and the bully needs help. You know, get in there and do whatever you can to solve the problem, and if the school won't do it, then you need to think of another option. Homeschool them, online homeschool them. Put them in a private school, Christian school, or a private uh, religious school. Get them out of the system. You don't want them playing on the freeway dodging cars. That's all there is to it.
1: Right. And yes, amen to that. And... Uh, I I just want to tell you once again, thank you for everything that you're doing. You have been listening to the great Brenda High. We end every show with a quote from a famous civil rights leader or just someone who is making a change in America. Today that person would be Martin Luther King, Jr., who said, Our lives begin to end the day we become silent about things that matter. Folks, this matters. Don't be silent. This is Joyce Bender, America's voice, where disability matters at VoiceAmerica dot Talk to you next week.
0: Voice America would like to thank you for tuning in. Please join us next Tuesday at eleven AM Pacific time for another installment of Disability Matters, right here on the Internet Leader and in Talk Radio, Voice America.